Hi, my name is uh, Mike Davis, and uh, I have just recently graduated with a PhD from uh, McGill in history uh, after defending my dissertation, which was entitled Brothers in Arms, the Lemoine Family and the Atlantic World, 1685 to 1645. Uh, in this dissertation, I looked at the transatlantic adventures of the 13 Lemoine uh, siblings uh, who left Montreal in the early 18th century to become privateers, soldiers, diplomats, merchants, and colonial officials across the French Atlantic world. And I kind of look at how their actions uh, were uh, exemplary of how empire was acting in this period. Uh, today, I want to talk about one of the most interesting characters out of uh, this family, which is uh, Jean-Baptiste Lemoine de Bienville, uh, who was the 11th of the Lemoine siblings, one of the youngest, um, and he was born in Montreal in 1680. Um, his life very much followed in the footsteps of his older brother, older brothers um, who had already started their careers as early as 1686. But at just the age of 12, uh, he began his military service as the, as the midshipman for his brother, Pierre Lemoine d'Iberville, who was uh, working for the uh, Compagnie du Nord uh, against the Hudson's Bay Company uh, in Hudson Bay. Here um, is where kind of Bienville had his trial by fire. Uh, in 1697, he was involved in uh, what was known as the Battle of Hudson Bay, where Iberville single-handedly held off three Hudson Bay Company ships um, well, by himself with one vessel um, and successfully defended the French port from uh, being captured by the English. And in this battle, uh, like I said, it was Bienville's, Bienville's trial by fire. He received a minor head injury, um, but they were ultimately successful in the end. But Bienville's story really starts a year later in 1698, when he accompanied his brother Iberville to the Gulf of Mexico uh, to be involved with the colonization of Louisiana. Um, Iberville had been sent by the Minister of the Marine to find a maritime route to the Mississippi Valley and establish a colony that had already been claimed several years earlier as uh, Louisiana. Uh, so he took, Iberville took with him many uh, friends and relatives, including his younger brother Bienville, who uh, served as uh, an interpreter. Uh, and because he was young, he was about he was 18 years old at this time, uh, he was seen as kind of having a, a mind that could uh, absorb Indigenous languages and learn Indigenous languages. And within a few years, he was quite uh, proficient in several local uh, Mississippian dialects. In fact, when Iberville returned back to France um, in 1702, uh, he actually left uh, Bienville in charge as the acting governor of Louisiana at the age of uh, 21 years old. Um, Bienville would end up staying here for the next uh, two decades or so in some kind of governing role and would really shape the creation and foundation of this uh, colony. Uh, his, his life was actually tied to it pretty much uh, through, throughout the entire existence of the colony up until it was handed over to the Spanish in 17, uh, 1763. Um, but the main thing that Bienville is known for is that he was, re he, he was really uh, invested in the relations with the indigenous people of the Mississippi Valley. Uh, the Lemoine family were descended from uh, Charles Lemoine, who had uh, come over to Canada in the 1640s as an interpreter. So they were very um, adept in indigenous languages and indigenous customs, and Bienville became incredibly uh, talented at uh, 
conducting relationships with Mississippian people. However, this was particularly difficult in the early 18th century, as France and England were uh, continually at war with each other, and mer English merchants from the, Car uh, from the Carolinas were attempting to turn the Mississippian nations against the French colony of Louisiana. So to win their favour in the early, uh, early 18th century, Bienville attempted to recast himself as a powerful military leader to make France seem like the most uh, viable colony in the area. Um, and to do this, he declared war on the neighboring Alabama nation who had recently attacked some French settlers. To uh, win the favor of his allies, uh, nations like the Bayagula, the Huma, the Chickasaw, Choctaw, he, he actually got involved in a uh, tattooing um, ritual. There was a huge war feast before they set out to attack the Alabama. And it's at this point uh, that most sources seem to point to the fact that he acquired these, uh, these tattoos. Um, according to one source, Henri de Tancy, who wrote about an anonymous officer, but uh, most historians agree it could only have been Bienville, Tonti described that, as well as an image of the Virgin Mary with the infant Jesus, he, Bienville, had a large cross on his stomach with the miraculous words that appeared to Constantine, an infinity of marks in the custom of the natives, and the snake which wrapped around his body, whose pointed tongue came to an end on an appendage that you might be able to guess. According to other sources, Bienville also stripped almost completely naked before running into battle, as was custom of uh, the, uh, the indigenous nations of the Mississippi Valley. Um, and it's th this, this tattooing is something that's uh, really interesting uh, to think about. Obviously, he was around in his 20s. Now, currently, that's when a lot of people <laughs> will get, uh, get tattoos experimenting in their 20s. He was doing it a couple of hundred years earlier. Um, and tattoos actually for um, in Europe were not widely popular and were often seen as kind of a lower class thing, often left for sailors um, or kind of military cultures. And um, they were often associated with the Picts, the kind of Celtic nations uh, of the British Isles, or with Ottoman Yanissaries, um, who were kind of an elite military corps in the Ottoman Empire. So there were military associations, which is perhaps why Bienville uh, decided to, to adorn himself with tattoos. Um, but the, um, the other option that I kind of see it is that he was fusing um, two different cultures. Um, he took the several Mississippian signs, such as the snake, which wrapped around his body and uh, was, uh, had, had its tongue on a certain appendage of his body. Uh, but he mixed this with profoundly Christian imagery, such as the Virgin Mary and the words which appeared to Constantine, uh, Ich hoc signo uh, vinces, in the, in the name of this sign you will conquer, which was kind of, uh, this is the, the words that appeared to Constantine uh, before he converted to Christianity. So I see it as this is kind of like a real crusader mentality uh, that Bienville had, wanting to show uh, the the French Christian military ethos to his indigenous uh, counterparts. Uh, but then the Virgin Mary is also kind of captures his role as peace as uh, the Spanish and French both uh, found that indigenous nations around the Gulf of Mexico saw the Virgin Mary, iconography of the Virgin Mary as being associated with motherhood and uh, more matriarchal leadership and peace. So um, he's definitely fusing this image of the the peacemaker and the war maker during his time um, in, in Louisiana. And over the decades, as 
Bienvenue has served as governor on at least three occasions, being recalled on various times um, due to uh, committing huge amounts of fraud while uh, as governor of the colony. But he actually finished his career fighting uh, the Chickasaw Wars. Um, where the kind of policy between the kind of the competition between the English and the French led to this conflict between the Choctaw and the Chickasaw, and Bienville was seen as being the only person who could try and resolve this. But in his uh, in his sixties, by this point, uh, Bienville was not kind of up to the military antics he had been in his twenties, um, and ultimately the French won the Chickasaw Wars, but actually uh, it it was more like a a couple of disastrous campaigns uh, that eventually beleaguered the Chickasaw. Um, and afterwards, the French allies, the Choctaw, would have their own civil war created by the policies enacted by Bienville. So uh, while he might be seen to be a kind of figure who was immersed in this indigenous culture of the, uh, of the Mississippi, um, he was also outside of it at the same, at the same time, very much so as a, as a settler. Um, but even by kind of the standards, the expectations that officials placed on him as of having an understanding of these nations, he was never truly immersed in this indigenous world. Um, that's just a little insight into a large part of uh, my research. I hope uh, that's been uh, interesting for you. And uh, I hope you've enjoyed finding out more about what uh, other students are getting up to at uh, McGill. Thank you.